This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A Utini Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. What is up, everyone? Hello, happy Sunday afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. Welcome to Bounty Hunt! A Utini Network podcast where we hunt down all the extra content in the Star Wars universe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerston, and joining me is the full crew of Bad Batchers. No Dad Batch here as far as we know, though. Starting off, we have fresh off a 24-hour shift, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, man. Hello, hello. I'm kind of tired. You can see it in my eyes. <laughs> I can, and I love that we're friends that I can see that now. Even yeah. Without you saying anything, I see. I know. Eyes. I'm sleepy. It was a it was a long shift. You know, we, everybody gets new. All the new doctors, fresh out of medical school, they start on July 1st. Um, and uh, last night, I was a senior resident for a new intern who doesn't know how to use the computer or really do anything like technical. So, unlike Excellent. when I was on night shift, where I got to basically do nothing because my intern was incredibly competent because they'd been a doctor for a year, um, I had to help <laughs> with literally everything. So, I'm tired. Not that that's a bad thing, it's to be expected, which is fine. Yeah. It's part of the job. But still. most importantly, you're going to talk about Star Wars now because medicine right. sucks and Star medicine Wars is awesome. Medicine sucks. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of a person who also knows medicine sucks is the mm. new background, new apartment, Dr. Charles Henkel. That's right. Can confirm. Medicine sucks. Um, so does moving. <laughs> so yes. does moving. You're probably going to see my background change a few times. I'm still kind of feeling it out, trying to figure out what's going to be the best setup. Um, but I did. I watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, last night, guys, oh, on yeah. Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna see how many times I can turn the conversation towards that movie. Today. <laughs> it's it's a gorgeous movie. The animation was, seems fake because it's so it was good. genuinely the most impressive animation I've ever seen in anything. Yep, hundred uh, percent. Although the most impressive human I've ever seen in anything rounds us out, and that's Mr. West Jenkins. Hey, everyone! <laughs> Fresh cut, ready to talk about Bad Batch. Um, I'm glad we'll have something uh, more positive to talk about during this episode, hopefully. That'd be nice. <laughs> and um, Charles, if you bring up any references to that movie, I'm not going to know a single one, so um, <laughs> I'll be silent. I haven't seen either, Wes, so no worries. <laughs> well, I'll be like, yay, that'd be good. Oh, Wes, apparently your audio <laughs> might be echoing a little bit, so check that out. Um, okay, I, don't, I don't hear that. Does anybody else hear that? That's weird. I don't yet, but who's to say? Hmm. What I will say is, uh, I oh, I quit my job on Friday. I um yeah you did yeah this is bounty hunt so I'll, I guess I'll I'll chime that and I started a new job on Tuesday so that's my update I guess I'm playing a lot of Halo in the tech test um and I've been pretty happy though about what's going on all right apparently everyone can hear the echo let's see that's, here that's weird I wonder if it's coming through interesting everybody's echoing Do they only hear it with uh, me or just or only hear it with Wes or is it everybody let's see because if it's just Wes it's on Wes's end if it's everybody it's on my end. <laughs> Guys, the f- I'm not sure if we've ever really talked about this at length, but the fact that we can even uh, we can even do this is like it's a is a technical only marvel. Wes. Only so Wes. only when the feed is on Wes, everyone echoes. All right, Wes. So Wes, shut on. up. You're not allowed to Will. talk this episode. <laughs> Good. Only when we're just looking at Wes. It's weird. Let's yeah, when it. it's on. So now when it's on Wes's here. feed, oh, we all echo. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be on my end. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. E- Right. Try it now. Should be now. That's weird. Uh, there was a there was an extra there was an extra input. That's on my end. All right, so, we got it. You know, 
Here we oh, go. Sweet. Bounty hunt, yeah. baby. So anyway, so it is, <laughs> it is an absolute me. technical marvel that we do this. I'm not sure we've ever explained this on the show before. All four Let's of us it. are obviously in different locations. Eric is in Chicago. Charles is in Charlotte. Wes is in Texas. I'm in Tennessee, right? So uh -huh. we stream this from my computer, right? I'm running the software to stream it from my computer. We suck in the audio from Zoom. We suck in the video <laughs> from another software, and everybody Wes is using a webcam. Charles and Eric are using uh, their iPhones, right? Aren't you guys using iPhones? Yeah, iPhones that are streaming to a website that is Ethernet plugged into our iPhones. Yes, so it all comes to my computer. We assemble it, and then Wes remotely controls all the cameras from his computer, right? So it's like Show. it's like ten different layers, man. There's the fact layers. that it looks oh, sorry so good about is the echo a, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the echo. <laughs> Thank but you all in the chat. We appreciate. Sorry, you. not sorry. Sort of. And, so. and coming soon, this is all going to be done in the same house. We're just going to have different rooms. <laughs> the Utini <laughs> house. It'll be like a TikTok influencer house. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish. Uh, so here we are, everyone. Uh, if this is your first episode of Bounty Hunt, welcome to the Tech Explanation. We are going to briefly summarize what happened in the latest episode of Bad Batch. This is Season 1, Episode 14, War Mantle. Full spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen the episode, definitely pause now. Go watch it and come back. And then we're going to talk about it. We're going to rate it. We'll talk about things we loved, things we may not have loved as much. And then we'll talk about what's coming up later in the season. So without further ado, fellas, let us jump right in. So episode 14, we open up on an unknown clone running from his, running for his life. He's being chased by some beasts and other clones. As he runs, he places a distress signal and contacts Rex, who then reaches out to the Bad Batch, who are on a mission for Sid, but Omega reminds them that, you know what? Helping people is worth more than a paycheck, you capitalist pigs! Meanwhile, back on Kamino, <laughs> the Kaminoans have realized, much like we did in episode 1, that their usefulness is at an end. The Empire has now canceled their cloning contract, and Nala Se and the Prime Minister prepare to steal away in secret to survive. The Bad Batch then arrives on the planet Darrow and discovers this, the tracking signal and tracks the... the bleh, and Hunter finally gets to use his tracking ability to find a secret mountain base. At Echo's request, Hunter, Echo, and Tick uh, infiltrate the base and discover clone commando soldiers leading troopers in curious new armor. Eventually, they find the prisoner who left the signal, Gregor! The ex-commando reveals that he was training these new non-clone replacement troopers until he realized that he had to escape. A thrilling chase throughout the base ensues, culminating in Omega flying the Marauder herself to the side of the base as Tech and Enko jump aboard. Unfortunately, Hunter misses his jump and plummets to the planet below. Back on Kamino, the Prime Minister's plan is discovered by Admiral Rampart, and though Nala Se is spared by him, the Prime Minister seems to have outlived his usefulness, and the doors close with clone troopers leveling blasters. Yeah. Hunter then orders the Bad Batch to flee into hyperspace, and despite Omega's tearful pleas, Tech obeys, and Hunter is captured and imprisoned, and he gets one visitor at the end of the episode, Crosshair, who hoped for the whole squad, but Hunter will do just fine. All right, boys, you know how this goes. Let's go around one to 10. Wes, let's begin with you, one to 10. I will give this episode a, a 9.1. Mm. I really very liked solid. It. I liked it because this is the start of the very end. And, and they had like two episodes ago, they had that ominous music with, with Crosshair where he was like, mm. can I hunt them down? And it was like, doom, doom. And it happened again at the very end of the episode, so I'm ready to see next week's already. 
Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, sure. and we haven't we haven't talked a lot about the music in this episode, but like the I think I think it's the Kleiner brothers that are doing it as they do for most animation. And oh my goodness, it's incredible. Uh, Charles, one to ten. I think I'll give this one an eight point zero. Um, Very there solid. Were, there were some certain things about the episode that I didn't like as much, but I will say that getting back to Camino and ending on that cliffhanger definitely brought it right on up for me. Yeah, we'll talk about those uh, those shots of like the Star Destroyers over Camino and the rain. Uh, come yeah. on, classic Star Wars. Uh, Corey, yeah, what do you sure. got? I'll give this one, unlike Charles, uh, I'll give this one a 9.5. Uh, mm. When when Charles posted in our Slack, <laughs> I had not watched it yet because uh, I was coming off of work and and uh, I was waiting on to watch it with Caitlin. Waiting for and, your wife because uh, you're a good husband. That's right. I was waiting to watch it with Caitlin and I hadn't watched it yet. And I was like, dang it. And I saw like the conversation a little bit of kind of a, like we talked in, in vague enough terms that like it didn't really... Uh, spoil anything for me. I was like, God dang, I'm not gonna like this one. I'm like, nope, Charles is wrong. This was great. <laughs> uh, it was really good. You know, my at sweaty palms throughout the episode, like, and the stakes felt high. I think it has all the you know formula, all the all the um, variables of a really good episode. It was good. I enjoyed the it. Palms were sweaty. How were your knees? Were they weak? Arms heavy? <laughs> not Mom's really. Spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like spaghetti. So all right, know. that's fair. Never mind. The toy irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> Is that I'll, why I'll there's vomit the on your sweater already? <laughs> Ew, gross. Welcome to the rest of the show where we just spoken word Eminem songs. I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced that Corey understood any of the. <laughs> I understood the reference for so. God's sake. Come on. We all bleached our hair once. Um, so I will. Uh, I will join. Uh, I'll, I'll join Corey and Wes. I'm, I'm going to give this one a 9.5. Same reasons as we did. Um, I'm very excited to talk about um, the reasons though, because as we said, Charles uh, brought up some really interesting points in our Slack. As we all did. So um, before telling you examples of why I'm going to give it a 9.5, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about this, this episode. Um, obviously, the average of our, our uh, ratings are much higher than they were last week. I know last week's was probably our least favorite of the, of the series so far. Mm, for sure. We were a little skeptical about where we were yes. going. So regardless, it's really nice to be back in like what this series does. This mm -hmm. is the batch. This is the mission. The overall narrative got pushed forward. So that was great. Um, let's begin with something about uh, that we've been wanting to know for a while. We've been asking about the transition from Re Republic to Empire. That's what we love. The mm -hmm. episodes that do it more or have been our favorites. And this one, we literally got the armor transition. So how did you guys feel seeing the Stormtrooper armor starting to emerge officially yeah. in this episode? We got new armor, like like completely new armor. Like this yeah, has never yeah. been seen before, which is yeah. so very, very McCoury, interesting. Stormtroopers, like yeah. hardcore. Yeah. And it Wes, you brought like, up a you brought up a really good point in our select the five hundred first like the cosplay group or whatever is really they dress up in the stormtroopers you see them in parades and stuff all the time like they're gonna have a field day with this like they get a whole oh, new yeah. a whole new era of armor to to deal with which is rad they the, look like the recruit clone troopers yeah like armor sort of. with the helmet yeah they I was gonna say they look uh, the helmets were very reminiscent of Ezra Bridger's first helmet that he had in yes, Rebels, which for is sure it fits the timeline perfectly so I thought that was pretty cool yeah and I like that you said use the word recruit because that's essentially what they are you know mm -hmm. these are the new recruits and I mm -hmm. and I loved having the the Ezra-esque stormtroopers that are clearly a little new aside the clone commandos which I think we'd all agree is one of the coolest designs of any clone ever oh, which yeah. are like if those show up you're dead so having these guys lead out the new rooks mm -hmm. was really cool. And I yeah. loved that we got it through Echo seeing it for the first time, being like, wait a minute, 
that's new armor. And the second he yeah. said that, I got I got chills. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and the designations were all different. So you have CT for clone trooper. Uh -huh. CC is the first one I've heard because I thought he kept, was saying CT, but it it was CC for clone commando. Yep. Then TK, TK is the one we all know. But what the hell does it stand for? Mm. Uh totally killed i don't know like, this is like there's a lot of rumors i try to look it up and find like an actual definition really? but there isn't i was wondering that too yeah oh, there wow. isn't an answer same with yeah. fn what does fn stand for mm, I, <laughs> uh, I i noticed the um like we got the classic like everything just felt very imperial this episode like the very whole, imperial the whole yeah. base felt very imperial i mean i really i talked about that with caitlin as we were watching i was like the cool light panels that we're so familiar yes. with yeah. that jared from legends look back has in <laughs> yeah his, in, in his, his house uh, in his house right <laughs> that he's like put around his bookshelf which looks absolutely awesome it's awesome jealous um yeah the hallways looked very imperial i don't know i have a lot of questions about the this why is it a secret also like yeah. Why is there a secret base hidden in this mountain? That was just I don't it know. It seems it seems a lot in Star Wars that they build down and not mm -hmm. up. So they build yeah. down into the and it's and it reminded me a lot of Jedi Fallen Order. Um yeah. the way they have Ooh, everything yeah. built into a into the wall of a mountain mm -hmm. and they have a lot of tunnel Defo. system going on. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of Durasteel being shipped to that planet. It, That's true. Not knowing. I know. Is yeah. Odd. You know, uh, it was really giving me some strong, like, expanded universe vibes, too, because, like, we have seen, like, several secret mountain imperial bases, like, throughout the books. Like, that's uh, that's a big theme of, like, the Thrawn series stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Timothy Zahn loves his uh, his secret mountain bases. Like, that's yeah. where they found, like... What's Ooh, it? Cheryl! So, said it in the chat Sabah. right now. Wayland. Yeah. The Wayland yeah. base. Okay, okay, yeah, right. So, like, uh, um... Like that's where they found like Saboath or whatever, and then also yep. I I think uh, the there's a there's a duology, the Hand of Thrawn duology, where there's like this whole theory that Thrawn is still alive in Legends and stuff, and like mm -hmm. that's also this like crazy secret mountain base, which is really mm -hmm. cool, man. I just I don't know, there's mm -hmm. something really menacing, I guess, about a gigantic metal structure that's like been built from a carved out mountain. I don't know why that is, but we've seen that like throughout storytelling of like evil imperial layers are often called carved out of like mountains and I, stuff which I is think cool it's because like nature itself is like so formidable and to see them conquer like a mountain and literally like yeah, that's make a it their point. own things oh. it just feels very powerful i yeah, love sure. that, that and good. i that that's really that's good. That's a you're yeah. yeah. That's, that's why, why you guys I'm come here. to this channel. Um, <laughs> I'm here, guys. But I also love that. Uh, I know we talk about this usually at the end, but I want to talk about the animation right now because y'all seeing the the lighting effects of this planet because they they made this giant jungle forest that straight up looks yeah. live action. Like it's you take stills from like this indoor. this episode. Yeah. Like and I I really hit me when they left the ship and they're looking around and you could see the shadows of the leaves like on their helmets yeah. and stuff. And like really all good. to go into a mountain base. Like they the animators built an entire jungle full of different fauna and all these mm -hmm. things when we know the action was going to take place in a Durasteel mountain. And like my god it was after last week being uh, underground the whole time and the mind was a little aesthetically underwhelming to mm -hmm. see this week be just freaking gorgeous again uh shout out to the animators because for sure it, it is uh charlie and i recorded a ghost crew episode this past weekend so we were watching some rebels which i really love but man going from even any older animation in star wars to the bad batch now it's just night and day yeah it really the, is. what about the, very... the rain in ryan the last dragon though 
You know what? You're right. In that. the dust. <laughs> yep. No, no, I haven't seen that. Anyway, right. so the you know the <laughs> in the in the very beginning of this episode, I was like they they have a the camera panned down through the like the tree limbs and the yes, limbs, and it it looked yeah. like you were wearing 3D glasses and the, the limbs were coming. Yeah, at you. I was like that is That's incredible really cool. animation. And they were like, in the like very beginning. they were out of focus, like like yeah. just like out of focus, like as if you were actually in in it. It was. Cool. Harris brought up a good point that the mountain base like kind of has Starkiller base vibes. And that thought actually oh, occurred to me too, because the big yep. round, like, you know, where the laser fires out of, I don't know. I was thinking about that. So yeah, it actually it felt good. to me similar to the base that they infiltrated towards the end of Mando season two as yeah. well, especially because oh, it was yeah. like, surrounded by jungle. Yep. Seems to be the empire. Once they do one thing, they, they just copy and paste, right? With troopers, with bases, they're like, we got a system. <laughs> And it works. And because because we're all animators and we know how it all works. Yes. They go on. they uh, <laughs> they they have more resources. They have more resources because they're wearing helmets the whole time and they didn't have to to animate the oh, mouse yeah. moving. Right. Well, there you <laughs> go. Oh yeah. What is the money? Obviously. Exactly. <laughs> so can we get back to the question though that I think you you asked Eric about like why is this a secret? Like why is yeah. War Mantle a secret? Like who? I really, I want to kind of pursue that. Like, who are they keeping the secret from? Because we know Rampart is the guy who's kind of in charge of what we think is Project War Mantle, right? Which yep, now seems like his, his baby. Seems, yeah, and now it seems like that is just replacing the clones. So are they right. just keeping it a secret because they don't want the clones to rebel if they found out they were getting replaced? Or like, what's going on? Does not everyone in the Empire <clears throat> maybe know about this yet? Yeah, I, I have a I have a theory about that, which also kind of lines up with another big question I was hoping to address, which is like, why do clones, we've asked this several times, how do clones keep just seemingly turncoat, right? Like, we've seen, like, how do the hell do the inhibitor chips work? That's like the recurring question of this show is because now, like, Gregor is, uh, is just suddenly able to, like, ignore, ignore the order, right? So, like, what's up with that? I mean... Is this why? Is it like because yeah. the clones are inherently loyal to the Republic that doesn't exist? Like that line was in the show, right? Like yeah. uh, this episode, ah. they said something about the clones being loyal to a Republic that doesn't exist anymore. So, yeah, I, I think that from from what we've uh, from what we've gathered about Order sixty six, right? It's that kill the Jedi. It's like it's like very specifically anti Jedi. It wasn't like because no commanders got killed, right? It's anyone that stood in the way of Jedi being killed was destroyed, and that was about it. And then I think from then on, it seems like they're being, you can only train them so far, which is why more mental comes in because they're like, we need fresh people, like fresh, like fresh slates that are going to enlist because enlisted soldiers are always going to be more loyal than drafted soldiers. Right. Yes. Which is um, clever. I'm glad they explained that, that specific yeah. detail, which is something we could all assume, I suppose, but yeah, to actually hear it spelled out for us was kind of nice. And I think uh, in the chat, we have a, a bunch of great points. Number one, Camilla points out War Mantle was one of the projects Jin found at Scarif, which I forgot I, about, yep, which is I amazing. Did, I remember oh. seeing that somewhere online, I think. So, yeah. God, guys, Rogue One is everything. Watch it 18,000 <laughs> it times. It's Star Wars. I know. I think, um, we have all, I think we have all the projects explained now, if I remember correctly. I think I saw yeah, that Dark somewhere. Dark Saber, War yeah. Mantle. Um, and then Dale says a, good, a great point. They don't want the Kaminoans to find out, and they don't want the Rebels oh, and Insurgents yeah. to find out. Because, like... They are like recruiting, but I think if I think the general empire when they started were like, hey, the war is over, so you don't need occupational forces anymore. How lovely. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to be like, well, actually, you'll still have a force, but it'll be your local people. And won't that be lovely? So I think it is that yeah. kind of 
quiet growing of a new project. And I do love that we got the confirmation that War Mantle wasn't just Crosshair's new squad. He was like yeah. the prototype, and now they're like, cool, that seemed to work in Onderon pretty well. So now we're going to keep growing and growing and growing. And I thought that that was a really interesting way to put it. Um, and yeah. sorry, I saw something in the chat that actually lines up to something you asked, Corey. And our, our next point, I actually want to talk about that lines up. He says, Gregor had some serious brain trauma, right? From Clone Wars Season 6, he literally got blown up, as he said, yep. right? So that can mess with the chip function. Um, but let's let's go to him, because obviously this, this was one of my favorite parts and one of the controversial parts, because there's been a lot of things about, like, does Filoni only want to bring in his characters? We said the Hera episodes, and now we got Gregor, like, obviously a lot of Rebels characters. So let's talk about him. Once we heard that trademark insane laugh, um, I pretty much figured out who it was, and then, of course, mm -hmm. he introduces himself as, oh, I'm Gregor, <laughs> I'm a wizard, or whatever the hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, how how did you guys react to seeing Gregor uh, back, since we obviously didn't know how we got to Rex and Rebels? Yeah, my, my first gut reaction was, I'm not... I, I wasn't entirely sure who Gregor was, like from the Clone mm -hmm. Wars. Like, seriously, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, Gregor really stood out to me because it's like kind of heavily implied that he dies in the Clone Wars yeah. arc that he's in, right? And he's not dead. He's a glory. I mean, and we, we knew he wasn't dead, like from Rebels TV show and stuff. And like, it was always very confusing to me how we got from point A to point B. And that still hasn't been explained, I guess, but like, it is pretty cool to see that, uh, I don't know, like, everybody's been begging for more clone commandos forever and there's also mm -hmm. like a shit ton of them like yeah, yeah. Like, they say there's like 80 of them or something i didn't know there were that many clone commandos and there's like, like 50 on on the base as they said something in the yeah. as echo was hacking in yeah i i mean i thought it was he was hacking I, you know i thought it was good just because it's a fun reference if you've seen rebels right so yeah um oh, horrible horrid I'm not the guy who spoiled this for somebody who hasn't seen rebels by the way somebody else said it anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but he, but he, in rebels, he's the, the crazy bald one with the, like, not with the messed up eye, the guy with the eyes yep. wolf, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wolf is the one Gregor just wears a tank top and laughs a lot. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but he really like, likes eating slug apparently when they, yeah, first, he does. when they first had him, um, talking in the cell, he, uh, you could hear just like the little bit of his accent come out and you're like, what was that? Yeah. And you were like, oh, that, that seems eerily familiar. And then he just like, yeah, it's me. And I'm just like, oh, it's that guy. It's Gregor. But uh, yeah. but it's funny. It, it's And it's it's a good reference to for everybody that's seen Rebels already. So it was fun. <laughs> Charles, what about you, dude? Yeah. I, this is one point that I was not as high on. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not like a huge uh, Gregor fan or anything. But I do. Not I a Gregor felt, stan. As, as many yeah, I'm not a Gregor are. stan. But... <laughs> Yeah, I just I do feel a little bit like sometimes Filoni just pulls in every character he's ever made into mm -hmm. his episodes, which is like that's fair. If I was creating Star Wars, I would want to do the exact same thing. But yeah. just sometimes it does to me make the universe feel a little bit too small. This yeah. actually felt better to me, I will say though, than Hera did because mm -hmm. there was like a direct link that that made more sense to me cuz Rex got a distress call and we know already that they linked up later mm -hmm. and like rex called him was and was like hey go find this person mm -hmm. but i i just sometimes feel like things are a little bit too connected which sounds crazy because it's the expanded universe but like i do think things can feel too small and, and mm -hmm. too yeah. perfect yeah no yeah. I, I will i will actually echo that a little bit too which is why i was i was somewhat 
expecting to dislike the episode as well as we as we kind of briefly talked about it in slack charles is like like i am i am somewhat annoyed by the small detail that it feels like every single project feloni is involved all involved in has to tell the ahsoka thrawn ezra story like mm -hmm. i mean i'm like okay i'm really glad we created these characters and stuff like ahsoka is such a huge fan favorite i know i mean eric is wearing an ahsoka shirt right now like i know he's one of your i know he's one of your if not your favorite characters so like yeah. you know the fact that like the mandalorian has already swung back around to, to be like where's thrawn like it feels like everything yeah. is building up to this this Ezra Ezra Thrawn storytelling thing and like with with the I'm a little nervous about this because there are a lot of rumors you know we try not to talk about rumors very much in the show but there are a lot of rumors that the Ahsoka live action show is going to tell that story which is yeah. you know that sense, seems though. yeah it does seem to make yeah. sense it is somewhat to be expected but to do all of this build up from like Bad Batch and Mandalorian and and Rebels and Clone Wars all to finalize in the like the final story of Ezra, Ahsoka, Ezra in a live action show mm -hmm. from all these animation show, I think is an enormous, enormous risk mm -hmm. that like, I think it's going to let a lot of people down, unfortunately. Like when you just build up so much mm -hmm. to like, we're all building up to this one point, it, it, it puts a lot of pressure on telling an absolutely perfect story, which is challenging. So, you know, I, I do kind of agree with that, Charles, that, that Filoni projects tend to all circle back around in some way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can argue a lot about whether or not that's a problem, but like I, I do also sort of echo that uh, somewhat annoyance with with like you can expect it all to come back around in some way if Floney's on the project, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, jo I, think I jokingly said the little frog general from the Clone Wars is going to end up being the head of Fulcrum. Like, before <laughs> <Bale or> <laughs> well, I think this general. was interesting because like Blind Fates makes a great point in regards to that. Cause I think there's absolutely a lot of that is totally makes sense. And. I think what, why Gregor, I think, worked, like you're saying, Corey, works a little better because it's less of a coincidence because it answers a question that was previously left open because we saw him get blown up right. and then we see him alive. So there was a missing right. chapter. And I really liked that they're like, War Mantle brought in commandos to train. He mm -hmm. was a commando, so he that's why he was there. And like I'm like, right. okay, cool. But I think that is a, that's a good way to do it is filling out middle chapters. And I think that it – because I think they're, they're also risking an idea that if he brings in, you're like, well, if it was a random commando we didn't know, it's like, well – wouldn't Gregor be there? Wouldn't that make sense? And you'd have that thing. So I think it's a nice mm -hmm. balancing act. And I think the further we get with the Ahsoka show, um, I mean, Mando season three, I think is is really going to be fun because it seems like it's going to be Grogu less and Ahsoka less, and mm -hmm. off to like go. I hope you so. Know, go fight Mandalore or something I like hope that. So. I hope the finale, like you know, Luke Skywalker. I hope it's not Thrawn. Like that will annoy me. Like yeah, and, I don't, you I don't, know. But you know, to to sort of to sort of clip. counter your point a little bit, yeah, Charles. Save, save this clip to, for when Corey freaks out when they do know, it really well. Exactly. That's what's going to happen? <laughs> um, to to sort of counter your point a little bit, Charles. Gregor specifically showing up didn't really feel like that that problem to me of like of like it being a Filoni character that shows up like oh god here's another Filoni like I don't really care like I I, I kind of I swung more on the side when we were watching it of like okay this is Gregor it explains how he shows up like mm -hmm. with this very specific instance so kind of like Cad Bane earlier it's like oh no this makes sense why they're here yeah. yeah I was certainly more excited to get clone commando stuff. Uh, like yeah. much more than just the fact that we got Gregor. I don't really care about Gregor. Whoop de do. Scorch, what? right? Isn't that the yeah. chat said that 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 one of the commanders was Scorch, who I had. I don't know who that is. I don't. It, was it the that. yellow one? Know. Yeah, who like took like five stuns to get yeah. down. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. not realize yeah. that that He's was the one Scorch. That shot Gregor, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Can, wow. He was from. Say... Sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh no! Go ahead. What is he from? I, I don't know. I, I was is. gonna say. I think he's from the Clone, the Republic Commando game. He's one of the uh, oh. right. Isn't that right? It's Scorch and well, I thought I could name more than one, but apparently I can't. But <laughs> you seriously, did your best. There is four. There's four of them, I believe. Yeah, Delta Squad. Yep, Delta Squad from Clone. That Commando. was him. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. It, it would like be. That. It's probably something that I'm kind of looking forward to is if Filoni created a brand new character in this episode outside of the Bad Batch and Omega. And then that character is picked up in a live action sequence with mm-hmm. Mando or something, instead of always coming back to characters that have already been created, right? So he makes yeah. a new character and then somebody else, some yep. other director, some other storyteller gives takes it. Yeah, takes up and runs with it. But isn't Rebels the only one that's story that's still open? So that's kind of yeah. where they're, yeah, where they're kind of have to From put animation. those pieces back together. I mean, yeah. and- I mean, there's there's lots of little tiny pieces like all over the place that's open. I mean, to say that like only Rebels is open, like the ending, the it's the big thing that's still open from animations. What the yeah. hell happened to Thrawn and Ezra yeah. and Ahsoka, right? That's I mean, if someone's not dead, technically it's not open. So I think that, <clears throat> I mean, Star Wars, we keep buying these character encyclopedias, which there's a new one coming out this fall that we will review <laughs> on The Living Force. Um, but like, every time they do that, it keeps getting bigger and wider. And I think yeah. that it's they're doing a really nice job in this series with... Mm-hmm. Both creating a lot of new memorable characters, bringing in some cameos, and I think these mm-hmm. last two episodes are really gonna yeah. kind of cement the Gregor. importance of the of the new characters. Uh, oh, Charles, what were you gonna say earlier? Didn't you have a point? I was I was gonna just say that one thing involving Gregor that I did really like that I thought made a lot of sense was something that seems very simple, but when they were escaping or trying to escape, um, they were like saying to Gregor because they were just like destroying everybody on their way oh, out of this yeah. place. And I was like, why are they stunning these guys too? Because they're not even clones at this point. They're like just stunning straight up. Stunning everyone. You know, they're yeah. just stunning everybody. But um, so I was kind of questioning that, but they're like, I thought you said you trained these guys. And Gregor was like, well, I didn't teach them everything. Like yeah. that would be very smart. And I was like, "That I love that line yeah. because yeah. it does – it's one of those things like, why is there a hole in the Death Star? You know, and then we got yep. Rogue One. It's like, okay, that kind of makes more sense now. Right. It's like, why, like, why can't stormtroopers hit the broad side of a barn? Like, okay, well, <laughs> they were purposely trained poorly by some of the clones who are being replaced. Like, yeah, I really like Gregor, that detail. Yeah, it definitely gives you the vibe that like he figured out something was going on. So he's like, I might have to run from these guys someday. So, you know, let's make sure that they yeah. can't catch me. B Nessie in the chest is Ricker wasn't stunning. I don't know if he wasn't stunning the whole time. There was definitely a point in the show where she wasn't in the episode where he wasn't stunning. Oh, he was shooting yeah. blaster bolts out from the from the, the whole time. The yeah, what? I saw that. From, oh, Wrecker. Well, oh, yeah, Wrecker. Sorry. Wrecker, yeah. I, I saw Wrecker. My head yeah. went to Gregor. No, Wrecker was like, screw these guys. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> I, had that, I had that question, too. Like, we go into a fortress, and we don't bring the guy who can literally run through walls. I Yes. Stuck in well, yeah, no, decision. It's a they, stealth mission. They it's a, had, a stealth yes. re- And he's afraid of heights. Ring, I thought about right that. Oh, he's afraid of heights. Great point. And they had to scale that mountain all the way to the top. I don't we're like, ah, we'll just that. leave you behind. Well, also, like, I mean, Omega <laughs> couldn't fly the ship by herself. Although I did. We'll, we'll talk she about her in a second. Did. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that actually specifically in a second. But uh, a little behind the scenes, we gave you guys the tech behind the scenes earlier. Uh, we have an outline that we go off of for these shows, even though it definitely doesn't seem like it a lot. Um, but Corey went rogue and put in a new question in the outline right after this. 
Corey, yeah. what, what what's so important that you want to ruin my flow here? I wanted what, to I wanted to talk about the Kaminoans because yeah. I feel like this was a really fast plot point that was easy to skim over, but this is kind of massive for it's the huge. lore associated with the Kaminoans. Is let's do it. Like, what is going on with them? Because there was the moment in this episode where the uh, uh, the prime minister decides they're going to abandon the entire clone operation yeah. and like for the survival of their species. And mm -hmm. it looks like he's totally lost that opportunity because he's dead now. Right. Isn't it's heavily implied that he's, he's dead. Yeah. We didn't now, hear blaster implied. shots, but I'm yeah. guessing he's dead. Somebody implied. in the chat earlier said that there was blaster shots, but I really don't think there was. I, I, I don't I think I heard them. it. I think there wasn't. Cause I was like waiting to hear one. And then yeah, me too. To the next yeah. Scene. I thought so too. But so so there's wrong. definitely a chance. <clears throat> I mean, Cheryl just wrote what I'm thinking is it might be going on. I think that they are taking Nala Say, right? Nala is a scientist. Mm -hmm. um, so. I think they're like, we could use you because you know what we need? Dark Troopers and Palpatine clones. Like, yeah. It's I really going to link back to uh, the Doctor from Mandalorian. Yeah. That was I hope so. Now, th that is a connection I do hope we get more information about because what the hell is going on with like the science stuff and with the clones is all very interesting. And I would really like to get that explained. Yeah. And like... Uh, Oh, but man, they're screwed, the essentially. Make... The Kaminoans oh. as a whole are screwed. Yeah, the Kaminoans <laughs> are, are a whole are screwed. I really enjoyed the 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 point about the scientists bringing up, like, it's fine. Like, we'll just find other clients. And the Prime Minister's like, I don't think that the galaxy is the same now. Yeah. Like, the Empire is different from the Republic. Like, like ooh. And he recognized yeah. that. And, and yeah. his whole thing about being like, so yeah, we work for the Republic. And mm. then they became fascist. Oh, dang. I should have seen this coming. We need to go. They left also, they find they... like another they find like another government outside in the outer rim, of course, because yeah, we have be... we have the chaos, right? Yeah, we like have the, the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. What if they find the chiss and Guys, they need Thrawn's a, a clone confirmed. Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't kidding. Know. He's, I, he's I, a palpatine. Come on. I really found this entire this entire arc very interesting because yeah. like there is still a big question of what happens to the Kaminoans and what are they gonna do with them? I mean, they're just gonna kill them all. I mean, what what where else do the Kaminoans live? Wanna... They only live on Camino. Like it's sort of implied they can just leave and go somewhere else. Like, yeah, where are they, they had other go? abandoned bases. I don't know. Yeah, didn't we? I think someone, Eric, was it you? You brought up that you learned that they were like nomadic, or maybe that was Wes. Like they're not only from. <clears throat> Does it definitely yeah. wasn't me? Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, because we had the that they read somewhere. Yeah, because we had it was confirmed in some kind of reading thing. I remember because we 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 thought about that when the Cad Bane Fennec Shand fight happened. On that other planet that had the Kaminoan esque right. like yes. things in yes. in the clouds, so they just go from. I think they well, were just gonna go. At the end of this episode, the prime minister's like, "Hey, listen, we've probably restarted a couple times before. It's time to do that again. Let's go to whatever the next planet on our list was, and Rampart just catches them before they can get out of there." Yeah, you want to hear something dark though? Hell yeah! Or a pretty dark Always. question. So the Empire gets rid of the Kaminoans, except for mm -hmm. the ones that they can use. We're presuming, like Nala say. What yep. happened to all those kid clones that were in the hallway? Oh my God. I, you got to assume sure, there's right? a bunch of them still growing up. So. Yeah, that was in this episode too. Why did we? Yeah. Why yeah. did so they randomly happened? bring in the kids? Like well, they got what? them off planet. I, I actually do think weirdly this is a way to make it not as dark because they were like, 
hey, you kids are being taken off planet somewhere because I think they might bombard Kamino and they want to tell the audience, yo, we didn't just murder a bunch of kids. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I do wonder if that's going to be the switch. They, they you took know? him to farm upstate, bro. <clears throat> Where do they take him? Where do they take him? What happens Alderaan. to the kid clones? They're going to Alderaan. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what happens they, to all the clones. Because, do those like, he, clone troopers still have their chips? I assume so. I assume so, too. Probably. I assume Probably, everybody yeah. does, right? Yeah. Do they not work in kids? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> so many well, questions about the clones that there's just there's so many questions we'll never have them all answered about clones no. in Star Wars. So. And of course, that. speaking of clone kids, segue. Um, last week we were a little bummed that Omega kind of went back to her. I'm being captured by people. Please go do a mission trope, which <laughs> like worked out okay. But last week it got a little long in the tooth. Y'all, this week Omega balled out. She was like, I'm going to get the gonk droid and I'm going to plug it in. Oh, fly the ship? I can do that by myself. I will hold the ship steady as Wrecker shooting out the back. And I love that Wrecker, like, didn't question that she could do it. And that, <laughs> yeah, she had the knife. <laughs> Hell yeah, audio listeners, Wes is doing his Omega knife flip thing that she was doing. And I loved, though, that she did what she could. And then when she couldn't hold it, Tech was like, yo, you've done great. I'll take over now. And I'm like, great, yeah. we're back. We're back with Omega being competent. Thank somewhat you. tired of this trope somewhat tired of this trope of let's just sideline omega like she's either part of the Thank team you. on the show or she's not which one is she is the show actually about omega or is it about bad badge like or are they one in the same because it yeah. seems like there are two different things going on here it seems like it seems like the point of the show is to explain omega but it also seems like the point of the show is to just ignore her and talk about bad batch so so i think it though it begs some of the same questions of that we had mm -hmm. for mandalorian season one it's a very nice funko eric of a thank you she charles chick she calls you chick <laughs> so it begs the similar question like she's still a child like we mm -hmm. we don't know how child. old she is and given that she's older than Grogu, like there is more time or more chance, I think, to see real development in her character. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like Bad Batch could run for five seasons and she would still be a minor. And and you can't ignore the fact that they're taking a minor into war zone. So like I still, <clears throat> even if we're in like season five, which I don't think we're going to go that far, mm -hmm. like. I would still be like, it makes sense to leave her in the ship because I wouldn't be like, yeah, like get your bow. Let's go kill some people. Try not to get blown up. Like, let's, let's go to this Imperial base, base yeah. child. You'll be fine. I, I mean, the 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 argument against that is obviously the character of Ezra, who is a child right? throughout Rebels TV show, and they He's take a, him on all kinds of horrible missions. Which is so. that doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But this is this is these are cartoons, Star Wars, right? Yeah. We, we can't we can't deny the fact that it's just cartoons and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really know why. Like, I'm just kind of weirded out by this whole plot point. It's like sometimes they care about not putting her in danger, and other times they don't seem to care that much. And I mean, it clearly annoys that, her. I think. I think that part is true. It does. It does need to be consistently one thing or right. the other. And also, and we we had fair, that we had that moment in a, in a couple episodes ago where she like quote unquote proved herself to Hunter, right? And right. she like gambled away yeah. the debt, and like it was heavily implied that she was part of the team now, and like he values her strategic insight, yeah. and like here we are sidelining Omega again. Yeah. Well, I will also counterpoint that they said that they need her back at the ship as backup, and if Omega hadn't gone back to the ship, they would have been screwed because Wrecker Wrecker's not a pilot. He can't fly the ship, right? No, so I think without anybody, her, there, anybody else it would have runs through fortress walls. Yeah, that they could use I in the fortress. I anybody also, on the team could have served that function, though. I think. Yeah, I know. I think 
also if they get captured i think they're like because it, it's an imperial base right this isn't like a gang hideout this is like mm-hmm. if uh, if they get captured by the empire like hunter literally did he's like i can hold up in interrogation better and i'm also less valuable than omega is if we're like literally in in the midst of hundreds of imperial soldiers so can we what, can we, they, ta- can we one, talk about sorry yeah, go ahead, one, go. one page in the chat said i guess omega lost that chess match and she definitely sat on this mission <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and, like okay that. but also cheryl and camilla cheryl said basically what i just said and yeah I agree. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. And I think the next two episodes are going to be really key seeing how her involvement is. But Charles, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, can we talk about how, um, granted, Hunter hit a couple of tree branches on the way down, but he fell like 300 Oh, my God. Yes. And then like, he just like stood up and like pulled his his knife or his gun out or whatever. And I was Dude, just like, geez. That's really good Falling armor. from heights. That's really good There's armor. There's like a, 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 yeah, it's good armor. And it's like a vague incline. And like, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll get my knife to slow me down. Yeah, I, mm. I, that's one of my stupid favorite Star Wars slash action movie tropes where people can just fall, fall from down a mountain and be like, yeah. Ugh, I'm going to be at sore tomorrow. And my neck hurts today because I slept weird. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> that is a difference. I know. That. Well, uh, you know, in, in their defense, there is uh, there is several crazy stories in real human history about people falling from insane, like, heights. Oh, yeah, there's, like out of there's, planes and stuff. Yeah, there's that yeah. one story of that, that, like, 20-something-year-old woman that was sucked out of an airplane. Everybody else died in a plane crash and she like fell like seven thousand feet and still survived somehow and just like didn't even break a bone like she was fine like yeah and it's just like i don't know Uh, no i don't know i don't see what happens when (laughs) yeah because your body's bouncing (laughs) (laughs) i'd be all right but i but but let's let's go to hunter then because this was a really stark ending to an episode like and then i think it really leans into the fact that we make it a two-part finale because hunter is is left behind which i gotta say surprised me a pretty decent amount uh, he was captured, and I want to ask you guys now, what do you think Crosshair's plan is now? Because he, he's got Hunter. He has the leader, and they're, the batch went into hyperspace. There's no way to contact him now. Like, he's on Daro now for who knows how long, and we got two episodes left, so... It's well, a trick. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, like, part of me wants to say, oh, well, the Empire will probably try to turn up Hunter's chip. Like, the same... You know, or they, oh, they would yes. have done that, but it's know? it's gone though, right? Oh, that's right. So, so, it's like, gone. <laughs> what are they, so what are they gonna do with him? Uh, Electrocute the they, shit yeah. out of him. Why are they still using <laughs> that's what that's they, what always they'll do. they always yeah. do? Why are they still using Crosshair? Uh, you know, he's a clone, and we're trying to get away from clones, so uh, it's kind of an interesting question. What are they gonna do with him? They maybe Ooh. they're just gonna try to kill him off. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I, what I will say is, I hope we get uh, one of those like opposing ideology conversations right like dooku and obi-wan in yeah. uh, attack of the clones like i want one of those like a good mm-hmm. a good four or five minute just face-to-face conversation between crosshair and hunter that would be awesome uh sure. Cheryl, or no, chat says great point uh use him as bait to get omega for sure you know like we'll do it yeah. the, the very mm-hmm. classic you want you want him you, do you want him back Meet us on this planet where no one else will be in a field and we'll do a trade and it'll like, you yeah. know, That's I can see that. like Here's it's going to uh, be leaning towards. It's going to be um, what we're going to find out about Omega. That's so interesting that we've all been trying to, to decipher this whole time. We've been watching these mm-hmm. episodes, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to be, I think that's what's, what's going to lead up to because they're going to try to get Omega back because mm-hmm. this is the, the best key that they have 
is Hunter because they haven't yeah. had anybody yet. So and they got Nala Say yep. now, so yeah. they have the scientist that knows Omega. Mm -hmm. well, here's, they got well, here, here's, here's the question do we have do we have conflicting missions now though because previously the goal was to get back omega right and mm -hmm. now the Kamen owens are somewhat taken out of the picture right mm -hmm. so do we still care about getting omega back the empire doesn't give a shit about omega right they they care well, about it was getting... it was the Kim and Owens that hired all the bounty hunters. Right, that's true. Yeah. So I... like, they they care Ooh. about getting bad batch. Is it just because they're dangerous? Like that's sort of implied. And why well, does crosshair is is personal for him, right? Yeah. So I think there's that element of like the the batch is going to keep making trouble for us. We need to get them all. And I think Nalase might have a thing. There might be a conversation that she's like, "I'll do your work, but I need Omega because she is she's the template I work off of. So I I need her." Yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I don't know my, my, I'm managing my expectations. I'll say that right now because that's what okay. we got to do. I want the batch to be like, yo, we got Gregor, but Rex Hunter's Hunter's gone and you owe him your life or whatever, for some reason. And be like, we need you and all your people, whoever they are to come mm. and help us break Hunter out. And then it's like, we get Rex back and whoever mm. else he's with. Cause he was like in the middle of something. Right, yeah, he's, all... he's obviously up to something, right? Yeah. I want, I mm -hmm. want, I want them either to end there so we can see and we can meet Bail Organa maybe and like see what's <laughs> going on, or we get those people to come help the batch out to break out Hunter and we get this this massive battle like escapade. I think that would be yeah, really that fun. would be cool. That'd be cool, like uh, the first organized rebellion kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. I yeah, mean, hey, I... save the budget for the end of the season, right? Like, let's, let's go out with a bang. <laughs> I agree. Siege of Mandalore showed that. Yep. I don't know. This this episode was definitely just completely on a different different level than the previous episode. It yeah. feels like it feels like they definitely made some storytelling decisions like for this final final arc and then like we're like shit, we have to fill in an episode for the previous one, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't we gotta know. save like, some money, maybe. We gotta like Yeah, for real. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's as simple as that of like that's why we're getting how many episodes do we have to left now? Two more? Two. Yeah. Feels like a two part finale to me. I'll be straight. I think I think that's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. You think we're going to get so Hunter back season... in the next episode? I don't think so. Ooh, I don't, mm, I don't what think are the, so. What are the odds you think they'll kill him off? Hey! Zero. hey. I think zero. Hey. I think zero? We lose any no, bad you know what? No, hey, think there's any I, chance? I think it's possible. I don't think 10, it's then. likely, but it's possible. Yeah, it depends on what kind of vibe they want to get, because I feel like usually with the animation, right, if we go by historically, the end of the first season is like a victory. Then the end of the second or third season ends like, I mean... The end of season two of Rebels is pretty dark. So then they might go there. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Speaking of Rex, you notice how Echo is like really loyal to Rex. Yeah. Like I loved Echo yeah. here. I, I missed him in the season. I, I always thought we'd get more Echo now that I look back on it. But when he was like, hey, if you would have done this on Skeko Minor, I'd be a computer still. And he's like, yeah, and I, I trust Rex. Like, yeah. I really loved his little bits here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They was like pushing towards that. And he was like, whatever Rex says. And we can trust him. They were like, okay. Yep. Dude, All right. the, the I don't I, I don't understand. I still don't understand. Man. Yeah, it really is. I still don't understand how Hunter has not filled out figured out his loyalties yet. That annoys me, man. Of mm -hmm. like he doesn't know who he wants to be loyal to, whether it's his little family or and what, mm -hmm. what their deal is. And 
I don't know. I think it's it's Omega now. I feel like it's that's cer- his... it. Certainly seems like there'd be a more efficient way to like like earn. It keep implying they need money to buy food. Like weirdly <laughs> enough, right? Like it, yeah, it seems like there'd be a, a more efficient, like... efficient way to like be able to buy like ramen noodles than <laughs> <laughs> than like doing these super freaking risky mercenary missions. Yeah. Do they really pay so little that they can't afford to like maybe like budget Rick's. for food? Yeah, Rick's. like we'll come join your rebellion. But do you have a meal plan? Of course we have a meal plan. All right, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you son they of a bitch, I'm like, in. <laughs> they can't just go like start to open a restaurant on like some backwater world or something. I mean, shit. Let me show you there's something else. Oh my they god, can do. the bad batch ramen place, but it's like good ramen. I would love that. <laughs> They're yeah, actually I, the owners, you know, in Dave Filoni fashion, they're actually the owners of that stupid planet with a really bad actress that watched Grogu with the soup in uh, Mandalorian. Oh my God, yes! Yeah. I could see it. I think I think that'd be fun, and I think that, like, the, the more we we do think about it now, leading up to these last two episodes, we're, we're in a big dramatic thing. I think we'll have to get Rex back, or, haha, <laughs> we'll have to get Hunter back with the help of Rex, and I do think that they're going to realize the only safe place we can go is the rebellion because Omega's like, wait, Gregor's not the only one that needs our help. So mm-hmm. we should go where helping is more important than a paycheck. A la mm-hmm. Rex's rebellion is more important than Sid's mercenary work. And I think that's where we end. <laughs> uh, Jake um, in the chat says, do the rebels get dental and vision? Get away our options. <laughs> Ooh, that's, well, as, as, a, as, a, as a genetic clone, they should all have perfect vision except for tech, which is defect is glasses, I guess. That's right. You know, everyone <laughs> right. else has perfect vision. Was this the first time that y'all have noticed the stun ray just hit the legs? Yeah, yes, actually. actually. It's usually kidding? right in the center of the chest. <laughs> I was like, did it like put his leg to sleep? Like, is yeah. that how that yeah, felt? Like, ah, God! Exactly. Ah, slept on it wrong! <laughs> one, other, one other small detail that we can kind of close out, I guess, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is like, we, we talked about this in Slack, but we forgot to mention it in the chat. I actually brought it up earlier, is the sound design and the ship design around the uh, the ship chase, like, was... Mm-hmm. Yeah! Yeah, they sound like TIE Fighters, man. TIE Fighters, were, the man! Engine, I think the engine, when it was, uh, when it went Screaming. out, and then they put the gonk droid in, and it was, like, kind of sputtering, I'm pretty sure they pulled a specific clip from the phantom menace from yeah. anakin's when he was mm-hmm. flipping the switch yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. I, 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 oh, pod oh, wow. confirmed more pot remember back in the beginning of the season when every episode seemed to have a pod racer thing that was 100 yes. anakin's pod yeah, i'll I, I, stick my I, life I, on I didn't it. go back in yeah i didn't go back and like try to find anakin's but like i heard it and i was like all of a sudden i was in the pod race like yeah. i was like, yeah. i knew it yeah i recognized yep. it too i was totally there with you man but yeah, the uh, the V wings or whatever they sounded like Tie Fighters. So like yep, maybe yeah. they're the guns maybe are they're working on that. The guns are changing. I thought it was really cool that we still see transitionary stuff, like mm-hmm. um, or transition transitionary transitional stuff, right? Like the, mm-hmm. there were gunships that flew out after them, but also V wings that sound like Tie Fighters. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like slow. I think War Mantle seems to just be the over overarching name for anything that goes from Republic to Empire, like the the tr- the technical the troops. Mm-hmm. The armor, yep. the ships, like we're we're seeing it little by little, and I, mm-hmm. I mean that's trying to they're trying to build an effective, incredibly powerful military in secret, right? Because yes. you know, think about the political climate right now. I mean, we still have the Senate. The Senate is still a thing, and mm-hmm. that's not, you know, and it like it takes until we get it takes nineteen years, right? That's how yeah. far we have between Revenge of the Sith and you know, Episode you Four. Hope. Like we have, uh, it takes nineteen years to truly destroy the republic right to, to yeah. solidify governors on worlds or sort of the ones in charge instead of mm-hmm. planetary leaders and it takes a long time to like make this transition so 
I don't know. It's cool to see a lot of it happening in secret. I'm a big fan of all that stuff for sure. Yeah. Oh, Jacob makes a good point. Cheryl backs it up. Uh, it was wild to see a gonk droid used for its actual purpose for like the first right? time. Like I, I, cause I, I love gonk droids. I think I am one of many people that every time they show up, you just yell gonk. Um, because they're just they're trash cans with feet that are batteries. It's it's the dumbest thing, and I love them. What but do they like, do oh, exactly? Right. Are they batteries? Yeah, they're power they're banks. Power ups. Oh, so then like the original Battlefront game, you go up to them and they'll help you like restore your armor. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> as Keshav says, he's also a great table for for their checkers game earlier in the episode. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I don't know. That. Yeah, like, they like played on been, top of him. <laughs> I've kind of been considering buying a little generator for my camper project, and I'm like, dude, it seems pretty inefficient to like have a generator that just walks. Like, I mean, wheels would be way wobble. more effective. Like, I don't oh know. Oh my god, Corey, <laughs> if you get a portable generator, you need to find like 3D printed on Etsy a gonk droid <laughs> and just Please. have that be your generator. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Like the stand that it sits in. Like, yeah, it's it just a gonk. Android. That's fantastic. Oh, love it. All right. Well, uh, that's a lot of the main stuff. Any uh, any final thoughts on this one? Again, we're, we're heading into the actual main stretch now. We only have two episodes left. We're in August now. Um, any final thoughts on War Mantle? Do we get to see the bounty hunters again? Because it seems like they're both... Run at a time. Yeah, they're both alive. But do they pick up in live action yeah. on on the book of boba fett or they pick up somewhere i think they're well, well fennec definitely fennec yeah definitely is. Fennec. so yeah i don't think we see them in the last two episodes i okay. can't see how they would fit might be wrong but gut reaction that Bane would be a very interesting character to turn into live action dude i love it, <laughs> oh, I love it. we've already seen a duros in episode four i'm sure it, i'm sure it's it doesn't uh, right. look quite yeah, as good got... as <laughs> i want <Ted> <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what was wrong with it uh i i wonder if we're gonna see tarkin come back or is it is it just oh, rampart right. that we're gonna be stuck with for the because i mean he's pretty intimately involved in this right and he's yeah a, a powerful voice within the empire early mm -hmm. on so um yeah i, I want to know if we're gonna see him come back. but i do i think that we're gonna see a darker ending to this season than there was at uh for raya and the last dragon that's the last point I wanted. That's to make. very possible because it was pretty. Good. It was pretty good ending. No spoilers here, but it's a beautiful movie. Yes, it's on Disney it Plus right now. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> Corey, any final thoughts? I mean, I, I'm excited to see where the show goes. I hope it. Uh, I hope it. I hope it stays imperial. I mean, I think that's kind of my my hope is like. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you. Like, I hope the uh, the finalization of the show is is a big sort of rebels versus empire type of story i mean yeah. I, I think i i know i'm you know it's hard to manage expectations with with series finales right because we're right <laughs> taking a long time to get here but like i think i will probably feel somewhat disappointed if it's if it's small like it, it needs to feel big yeah. i think like the show needs to feel big and i don't know uh we still don't have any confirmation of how many more episodes i mean how many more seasons we got so this could be yeah no. i mean theoretically right they haven't yeah. have they formally no one has ever formally said there's definitely more than one nope. season right not this yet could, this could be it, which feels like we have a lot to conclude if this is it. So well, and, it, and it's also odd because we don't currently know what the next Marvel show I believe we're getting is. Or, or sorry, I, my brain went to another place. Star Wars, because we do know the next Marvel one. We know what if is coming. Then Hawkeye just got saying it's coming in November. Mm -hmm. So I think it's possible that once we get the finale of this, then they'll do they'll start the publicity for whatever the next show is going to be. Probably in the spring mm -hmm. or no, Book of Boba Fett. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Oh my Fett, gosh, yeah. Book of Boba Fett in the winter. But I do hope that we get more. I agree I would love an epic 
conclusion, but I think regardless of what we do get, they have placed the pieces really nicely in this episode. And wow, was it nice and refreshing to get back to a really freaking just fun, bad, bad centric episode. Yeah. Um, after some that weren't our favorites. So yeah, really cool. Um, so I guess what I want to say as we get out of here, y'all in the chat, thank you so much for hanging out and talking um, all about this episode. It's been a ton of fun. A reminder to you all that tomorrow night we are finishing up our Rising Storm Roundtable. Um, our first episode of our Rising Storm Roundtable is one of the most highest concurrent viewers we've ever had. Most active chats. We hope tomorrow night is just the same. So if you are available and you finish the book tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern on this channel, we'll be talking all about Rising Storm. Charles has a ton of overarching questions and Easter eggs we're going to get to. So we will see you then. But on that, everyone, that'll do it for this week's episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out for our next hunt when we'll be diving into episode 15, the penultimate episode of The Bad Batch. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and a little bit of Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about The Bad Batch in our Discord community at utini.com slash Discord. Go on that Bad Batch channel and use spoiler tags. Make sure to follow the main show on Twitter at LivingForcePod and all of us individually for our latest thoughts on all things Star Wars. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles Zetsy Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. Until next time, I just want to see Rex again. I'm a simple man. We'll see what happens. Bye! You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com. 